0: Please pray, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, your Son gives us a difficult teaching today. We just ask for the grace to understand what Jesus is saying and also what he is not saying. Please calm our minds and calm our hearts to know that this is the most important thing we will do all day and help us live from here. And we make all of these prayers in the name of Jesus, who is Lord and Savior, forever and ever. Amen. So it's been a, a busy week here in the Antigua community, as, as uh, the St. John's community and some people here and St. Wentz saw us help with getting the International Food Festival ready today. So that happens today, so I encourage you to check that out. But also, it's, it's been the, it was the first week of school, and I always enjoy going over to the to school at All Saints. And um, it, it's probably similar in other situations, that maybe not for you, but it is for me. Whenever I go over to school, the older kids kind of look at me like the 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th graders and look at me like, eh, you don't really exist. But then when I go see the K through 4th, 5th graders, they're much more kind. And I always enjoy to get lunch, go get lunch with the kids and see what they're up to. And the number one comment I heard from the K through 5th graders was this. Father, you have a beard. And immediately my gut wrenches because they pretty much just told me that mom and dad the whole summer have not been bringing them to mass because i've had a beard the whole summer and maybe these parents have never been confronted with the decision they have to make and maybe those who never come to mass on sunday and practice the faith daily they missed a crucial point and we need to ensure that we don't miss that today, here and now. Because our culture tells us a lot of strange things, but we have to remember that we cannot be Catholic by faith. We cannot be Catholic because mom and dad are. And you also cannot be Catholic simply due to the, due to the fact that you are baptized. Maybe you're like me, you were born and raised Catholic, but sooner or later we have to be confronted to make a choice. Make a decision. And our culture loves many choices, but this is the choice. And today, Jesus is laying out the requirements to be a disciple. And a disciple is somebody who surrendered everything to follow Jesus. And the requirements to follow Jesus are extreme. They're extreme. They're actually gut-wrenching. And could you imagine, just for a second, if, say, Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King Jr., said what Jesus said in our gospel, you would say that this man is crazy, and I'm gonna run in the other direction because no one would ever talk like that. Or what if Father Matt and I wrote a letter and we needed to um, really rally the troops, we really need to inspire you, and we wrote a letter to Saints Mary and Hyacinth, Saint Wenceslaus, and St. John's, and what if that letter said, Welcome to these parishes? Now, if you want to be a part of our parish, the first thing you must do is you must hate your mother and father. You must hate your brother and sister, and you must hate your husband or wife, and you must hate your own life. Welcome to our parish. Thank you. You would probably take that letter and throw it in the garbage as soon as possible. But most people would... Seem to think that these are extreme words, but these are not the words of Father Zach or Father Matt or even Pope Francis. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus just said that. So, what is Jesus saying and what is he not saying? Because I think we could take this in the wrong context. Is he saying no more commandments? You know, it's Keith's commandments because he said, Hate your mother and father, and for Those of you who know when I work with children, one of the first things I teach them is the fourth commandment, which is to honor and love your mother and father. Is Jesus saying, you know, don't love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul anymore? Is He saying, don't love your neighbor as yourself? Because He uses the word hate, and anybody who hears somebody use the word hate, usually our response is, "Well, hate is a strong word. Hate is a strong word." And yes, it is, but. In the Jewish tradition, hate evokes emotion. And it's an idiom with Jewish people, which means to love less. To love less. So if you choose to follow me, Jesus says, you must love less your mom and your dad, your brother, sister, your husband, or your wife, or even your own life. Now, let's just pause for a second and ask. Call to mind your mom and your dad, your brother and your sister, or your husband or your wife, and ask, do I really love Jesus more than them? Do I really love Jesus more than my mom and my dad? Or my brother or sister? Or my husband or wife? Or even that last statement of my own life? Do you really? And if not, why not? Maybe you're thinking, I don't know, Father Zach, that's, that's pretty crazy, but you know, I just encourage you, if you don't love Jesus first, if you love your children or your mom or your dad or your husband or wife or even your own life more than Jesus, to ask for the Holy Spirit to move forward. Not to dwell in the past, but to move forward. And maybe with this gospel reading today, less of us are going to be Christians than when we walked in here. And maybe you, or maybe these parents who don't bring their children to church ever, or pray ever, maybe they've never heard the call and the demand of Jesus to love others less than him. Because Jesus is calling us to, not just with people, but he also says in the closing line of our gospel today, he says, anyone who does not renounce all of his possessions cannot be my disciple. You can't follow me if you put your cell phone before me, or your car before me, or your house before me, or your money or clothes, your possessions before me. So Jesus is calling out to each of us here today to actually renounce our possessions, to be detached from them. And our culture is very attached to our possessions. We're full of stuff. We have so much stuff in our culture today. And we have to come to know, we really have to come to know that everything and come to see that everything is a gift from Jesus. So it was always his in the first place. So that whenever he asks you for anything and asks me for anything, no matter how, when, why, or where he asks us for it, we're ready to give it to him like that and we're not thinking well I really need that. no it's it was his first and maybe just ask yourself this question is my house my money my car my clothes is it mine or is it his that would be a really good examination of conscience before you go to confession to really look at, whose am I? Are my possessions possessing me, or do I possess them? To know that they were the Lord's in the first place. Am I owned by my possessions? Do I lose my cool if something doesn't work properly? Do I give Jesus everything at any cost? Or only when it's convenient, when it's easy? And maybe just to ask myself, Am I a giver or am I a taker? So again, what is Jesus saying? And what is he not saying? So Jesus is not asking us here today to hate. He's asking us to love others less than him. And he's, he's not asking us to sell everything. Maybe some of you he is, but most of us he's not. So what is Jesus asking me Jesus is asking me, he's asking you, he's asking everybody here to really, really put him first. To really put him first. To stop playing games and put Jesus first. And are we, for real, living for Jesus first? Not just on Sundays, but every day. And that is the demand of the call to discipleship. To be someone who's completely surrendered to Jesus. To be a detached follower of Jesus So we are supposed to have made this choice already. This is a decision that most of our confirmation students don't seem to have a clue what I'm talking about. So for those of you who know the statistic, it's that by the age of 23, only 17% of our confirmation students in the United States practice the faith by the age of 23. That is an extreme failure rate. So they don't seem to know Jesus And they don't seem to understand what confirmation is, because at confirmation, everyone's saying, okay, I am going to put Jesus first for the rest of my life, period. But our confirmation students simply are not encountering the person of Jesus. They have no clue who he is, because if you've encountered Jesus, if you've encountered his love, it changes everything, everything. So, we can look at the past and see how negative that could be. But I want to encourage us to look forward. So, I just want to ask you a few questions. The first one is Do you have a personal friendship with Jesus? Do you have a personal friendship with Jesus? And if your answer is, Huh? Personal friendship with Jesus? Simply to say that I'm Catholic. I go to Mass, or I go to Mass at Christmas or Easter, or when it's convenient. You, you don't have a friendship with Jesus, if that is your answer. Because when you're in a friendship, you know you're in a friendship, because you spend time with that person. And if that's the case, then I want, I want to encourage you, if you're one of those people who's here who doesn't have a friendship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to come to Alpha, which starts in two weeks. On September 23rd, you received a mailing this week about that. To get to know Jesus and to love him, who he really is. And if you have done Alpha, I want to encourage you this Monday and next Monday to come and get trained to give back. Am I a giver or am I a taker? Did I do Alpha and I'm not giving back? To give back and get trained so we can help people know Jesus, to know Jesus and to love him and to surrender their lives for him. And if you are Catholic but you don't know your faith very well, every Tuesday night at St. John's we have RCIA, but everybody and anybody is welcome to come to those classes. And as I sat in the class this past week, I was sitting there and I was like, I wish our parish had more people here. Why are we not continuing to learn? So every Tuesday night, we have at 715 at St. John's, we have RCIA, but it's open to anybody and everybody. And every single class, the topic is always, always printed out in the bulletin, so you can always know what we're going to be talking about. And this week, we're talking about the existence of God. With atheism on the ride, rise, it'd be a very good class to come to. And if you are possessed by your possessions, if you are a slave to your possessions, maybe you're a slave to sins, certain habits, and you're looking for freedom, I want to invite you to come to our meeting on Wednesday for the Nineveh 90 and the Exodus 90 program. This past spring, we had about 15 people go through that program, and the amount of freedom, the amount of freedom that they experienced was amazing. And Jesus wants all of us to be free. Not just some of us, but all of us to be free. And Jesus, through that 90 days, takes us through a roadmap to freedom. To be detached. To not be possessed by our possessions. To learn how to put him first. To love others less. And in that 90 days, it's scientifically proven that it takes almost about 90 days to get over some really bad sinful habits. And in the program, we're going to fast. And you're going to pray. And you're going to have accountability, partner. You're going to have somebody to walk with you. Not judge you, but encourage you to detach. To support you when you feel alone. To know that you're created in God's image and likeness. To know that Jesus would have died for you if you are the only person on earth. But to start sacrificing to put Jesus first. To take it to the next level. As, and as like St. Paul says, to put on the new man. To put on the new man. So, those are a few options for us to move forward in our faith. To really say, Jesus, I understand what you're saying in the gospel today. I get it. I love my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, husband, wife, my own life less than you. So, back to the first day of school. So not all the children said, Father, you have a beard. Not all of them said that. Thank God. So there are a few faithful parents here. For the parents who are laying their lives down for their children and being faithful in a culture that says it doesn't matter, I want to say thank you. But I want each of us today, I want to invite you to make a choice for the rest of your life to put Jesus first, to love Jesus, others less than him, to love your own life less than him because the Holy Spirit always says forward my son forward my daughter to not look back but to move forward and to place him first today and you're just about to do that in a little bit here you're literally going to move forward towards Jesus in the Eucharist his body and blood placed in your hand or on your tongue to say, I put you first. And when you return to your pew, I want to encourage you to ask for the grace to put him first forever. And to say on September 8th, 2019, I surrendered for the first time, or the millionth time, so I could move forward in Christ Jesus. Because I know when Jesus says, if anyone comes to me without hating his father mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even in his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I know what he means. And I made a choice. I made a decision to love those people less than him. And it's difficult. It's not easy. And you need the grace of Jesus. You need his help. And I'm going to give you some help right now by giving you a blessing. So please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, your son challenges us to surrender everything to him to put others second to him, to put everything else last to him. Please give us the grace to lay down our lives for him, not just today, but forever. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. (sighs)